Are we having fun yet? <laughs> right? From those commercials? Beer commercials. Right? Hi, I'm Alexander Chester. And guys, when you have an orgasm, how much stuff comes out of your penis? <laughs> I'm Av Sinensky, and I could really use a lesson on irony right now. Hi, I'm Ken Marino, and uh, somebody call Somebody call 911. Welcome back to Pretty, Pretty, Pretty Good, formerly a Curb Your Enthusiasm podcast and presently a Party Down podcast. We are here today to discuss season two, episode nine, Cole Landry's Draft Day Party, which originally aired on June 18th, 2010. And as you just heard, we have a very, very special guest with us today. We have uh, Ron Donald himself, Ken Marino. So, Ken, welcome to the podcast. And I, I just want to start listeners to the podcast have heard this before, but I'm going to have to kiss your ass to your face for a second. Um, kiss my ass to my face. In, in two, first of all, I've seen like uh, all of the state or at least every single sketch that was ever on any of the DVDs. So maybe you can tell me if there's something that wasn't. Um, in 2009, I published my list of the top 10 movies of the decade. Um, most of the movies on the list were, you know, Oscar winners, uh, very, very famous movies. Number three on the list, the third best movie of the, two, of the first decade of this century was The Ten. So I'm so excited that you're here. We've had like, we've had like some big name guests, especially during like the curb segment of this podcast, but this is the most excited I've ever been for guests. I'm very excited. Ken, don't you want to know what was number one and number two? Like which shit doesn't movie? doesn't matter to me. He clearly uh, didn't get the order right, but uh, yeah, right. on the list. <laughs> right. It's, it's, yeah. it's not right. Number, what number was one, one and Gladiator. two? What was, maybe I should, was maybe I should be ordering them. What was one and two? <laughs> he said Gladiator was Gladiator one I just heard. Was number one. Oh, Okay. That's, uh, I, sure. That's a funny film. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd have to ch I'd have to check the list. I don't remember offhand what was number two. Um, there's a couple of comedies on the list, but yeah, I don't think yeah, I think Anchorman must have been somewhere up there, but it was mostly uh, more serious movies. But uh, the ten, I absolutely <laughs> love that movie. Um, Ken Reno, the star, and then you have like uh, you know you have Don Draper uh, like just handing you a uh, uh, handing someone a, a life jacket as they uh, or the as they jump out of an airplane. That was before he was Don Draper. So, yeah, exactly. Uh, he, yeah, he needed the work. Exactly. Um, listen, I'm I just speaking for everybody who worked on the 10. We are just honored and so thrilled to be on that list. And thank you so much. When's the sequel coming out? When do we get the uh, the next segment? The of the 20? The, uh, yeah. the 11. The, the next 10? Yeah. What, what's the 11th commandment of? Um, there is no 11th commandment. The, uh, the 11th amendment has something to do with the vice president, I think. I don't know. <laughs> What is the one? What's the thing in um, where Mel Brooks in uh, History of the World? He goes, I, I give you these 10, these 20. Yeah. And he drops. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. He drops, drops the half of them. Yeah. 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 So they were supposed <laughs> to be. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, there's, and, uh, there's still a lot of rules. Yeah. When, yeah. you know, History of the World Part Two is coming out. So uh, maybe we'll have to wait that long to do the 10 2. Yeah, I'll hit my nice. <laughs> Okay. And of course, we also nicely, nicely time. We're very excited. Maybe you can give us some inside scoop info on when we can, we can expect uh, or what we can expect from Party Down season three, which is coming out in a couple of months. You can expect uh, uh, the same level of uh, comedy and uh, the same people working on it. And that's all I'm going to tell you. 
Okay. Well, I'm excited. All right, that sounds pretty great. Yeah. I mean, I, I will say that um, when we all got together, it, it was it was really quite wonderful to see everybody again and to get to do those characters again. And um, and uh, John M. Baum didn't uh, miss a beat. He um, wrote six pretty amazing scripts. I got to say, we were talking about your T-Zone before we started recording. At least based on the pictures that have been shared publicly, the cast of the show does not look like they've aged at all, which is like disturbing because it's well, been like a we decade. all have <laughs> we all have greasy uh, T zones oh, and okay. that keeps us our skin so uh, young looking because mm. um, we're basically it's like our faces are lathered in in grease. Well, certainly Ken, I'm, as I'm sure you know, I'm sure this was talked a lot about on the set on season three. We actually were the ones who incepted the idea of a party down reunion into the universe about two years before it was announced. We predicted that that would be the next big like uh, canceled show that would return. And then lo and behold, so I'm sure this was, you know, everyone knows about us. This was discussed, you know, on the set about how, you know, pretty, pretty, pretty good for put this into effect. So we're obviously very excited for season three. Well, let me just say uh, for me and everybody who worked on Party Down, <laughs> we thank you very much. We're just honored. To You're be very welcome. We're thrilled to be yes. on the list. Yes. And um, thank you for uh, putting that out into the universe and having the universe respond. Sure, let's do six. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, six, six is better than wow, zero, right? Cool. Yeah. No, I don't mean <laughs> six, six in a bad way. I just. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Um, yeah, we obviously are very, very excited about that. Um, and that the timing works out just perfectly. You know, we'll have a, we'll have a little bit of a break before we jump into season three. Um, but, uh, you know, so we'll, uh, have to think of ideas for that interregnum period. People can send in ideas. Um, it's interesting that like, so party down has like this very cult following, I would say, like, it's one of those things where like, not many people talked about that. And like, I'm curious for you as like, uh, as an actor, like what it's like to be part of something like that, that has this like kind of niche, but like very deep, um, fan base to it, um, as compared to like, maybe like something broader that you've been part of. Well, the truth is, is most of the, <laughs> I think, I think it's a lot, I think I'm lucky in this way. Uh, you, you know, ultimately, but most of the things have been uh, involved in that people know are sort of culty uh, projects, you know, projects that right. came and went, uh, uh, you know, maybe they were, you know, canceled too soon or uh, movies that like for, wet, you know, example, Wet Hot, nobody, nobody saw for 10 years. And then finally people kind of came around and started liking it. So, uh, you know, it's for me, um, you know, Party Down is just uh, one of those special shows that I've just been very lucky to uh, be a part of. Ken, can yeah, I ask sure. you, I've heard a story, I want to know if you can uh, validate this or not, <laughs> that when you got before, like before you formed the state at NYU, or maybe when you formed the state at NYU, like part of the reason that you were so popular with the crowd is like you would bring like milk crates full of bottles of liquor to like your, your meetings or your sketch practices or something? Well, I when yes, it was there's a <laughs> sort of when I was when I was in high school, oh, okay. I was in a, I wanted to be an actor very badly, and I and you know I, I applied to NYU, and while I was doing that, um, I was like, well, I don't want to be a waiter, so I'm going to be a bartender. So I went to some local um, bartending school. 
uh, on Long Island where they taught you how to make grasshoppers and some other obscure drinks that nobody drinks. Um, and, uh, and so then that summer I got a job at a, at like this, uh, yacht club or something, uh, where I worked as a bartender in the afternoon and, and, um, I was able to collect some bottles of alcohol to bring to college in a milk crate. Uh, and, um, and so, you know, it wasn't really the, it wasn't for the state. It was just for, um, you know, my roommates and. Uh, whoever it's it's basically how I met Craig Wedron and David Wayne and um, I would go down to their uh, room with a crate of um, you know different uh, 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 bottles of booze. Mm. So it was that, delightful. That was, <laughs> fortuitous on the right. job. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, so, Snopes says mostly true. Have you? Oh, have you ever spoken with uh, with with the folks at Party Down sort of about that funny background that you didn't want to be a waiter and here you are like the waiter on the start of the show. <laughs> About waiters. <laughs> well, I was, you know, I was in charge of the waiters. So yeah, that's little... true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, there is, there's a, there's a slight period uh, before Roman 2.0 returns where you're uh, stuck as a regular. When I waiter, wasn't, so, and you yeah. could see how miserable I was. I or really... Ron 2.0, excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> really, uh, I didn't uh, take care of myself during Yeah, that. you know, in this episode, in Cole Andrews' draft day party, it's a little confusing confusing who's in charge between Henry and Ron because Ron certainly thinks he's in charge but then Henry is the one who dismisses Kyle and lets him leave early for his uh for his band performance right so well, I think I yeah I think I think it's like a puppet relationship mm. but it's also Ron is on Ron, Ron is um uh sort of on tilt he's not um he's not able to function he's uh, too caught up in his um his the issues about his semen yeah. So, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, there's so, always something with Ron. Yeah. Henry's very good at um, the job, and Ron, uh, you know, can be good at it, but uh, you know, he he lets uh, outside uh, things uh, distract him. Yes, that's a one way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. Tends to, yeah. Tends it to feels, show his semen to the clientele. It felt like Henry is technically the boss on paper. He just lets Ron be in charge. I think so. I think I, if I remember correctly, they said he Henry gives me the job back. All of the responsibility, but none of the money. Right. right. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> You've seen the show. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so you see the show. Um, I, I, I imagine you encounter lots of fans that have seen all multitudes of the show. Um, with these, I have. With these types it's, of fan bases. It's, it's, it's quite nice. To be honest, but has anyone ever told you the Ted is a uh, one of the best movies of the century? No, I'm going to say that you're uh, you might be the first, but I will say that you know there are the ten fans out there, which I'm mm. I'm, I'm happy about because um, it was a um, you know it was a uh, it was a, a fun thing to do. It was an experiment that David and I, David Wayne and I did, which is we we locked ourselves in a room for seven days and said we were gonna come out with the first draft of a script, and we did, and then it was that, turned out to be like a omnibus movie, is that what it's called? <laughs> and, um, okay. and then we wound up doing it, and, and one of the things that we, the experiment was, let's see if we can just get this done without um, too many people um, interfering with it, and we did, and you know, it. Sometimes with experiments, they, um, they're, they're. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a good decision to do that, and sometimes it's not. And I think that the ten was one of those movies where, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe somebody giving some notes 
would have been nice, but I'm not. I'm not trying to shit on the tent because I love the tent. But it's a very. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to fight you here. It's an acquired <laughs> tent. I'm so happy you love it because I love it. But hmm. you know, I, I, it's not for everybody. Yeah, that's true. Ah, have you seen the tent? I haven't. I guess I have to put it. I, I would say that we should do an episode on that as we wait for season three of, of uh, Party Down. Okay. Out. That's fine. Yeah, and it's, it's it's all the guys from the States. So it's a bunch of people also, obviously, from Party Down. Um, uh, you know, I mean, obviously, we have Ken on us with us, but there's all, other people like um, Joe Latrulia who shows up on Party Down and uh, and Carrie, okay. uh, Ken- Kenny Silver, who shows up on Party Down. Right. Uh, um, Paul Rudd, obviously, who creates Party Down is uh, one of the stars of the 10. All right, so oh, great. Yeah, so no, we'll do yeah. the ten, and we'll have Paul, and we'll have Paul Rudd. Done. Okay. <laughs> it's it, it's an incredible. The ten has an incredible cast. Oh, insane! Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. All right. Jessica Let's Alba, Leah Schreiber, uh, Winona Ryder. All right, they'll all come on the podcast. Adam Brody. All come. Yeah. Oliver, Oliver Platt. Oliver Platt. Yeah. Um, Rob Corddry. Famke Jansen. Yeah. Famke oh wow. Um, okay. Yeah. Mike Very cool. Back is in it. Um, oh, yes. as, Jessica Alba. As I mentioned, John Hamm is on it <laughs> yeah. for like ten seconds. Right. 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 <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Just cool. a throw. Yeah. It's so, really, uh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, John Benjamin oh. plays the lying rhino. Oh, I love that guy. He's great. <laughs> lying rhino. Oh, man. Every part of that movie is amazing. Now, I must confess <laughs> that, you know, I, I may have ingested certain substances the first, you know, 417 times I saw the movie. <laughs> So, All right, you know. I could so I could arrange for substances. <laughs> Is that a precondition? Oh, it could we, be. Yeah, we, we encourage. I that. might have to make a few phone calls. We encourage that when watching the ten. Yeah. All right, that could be arranged. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah, um, Alex. Any yeah, any other uh, any other questions, Alex? You got? No, we we can jump right into the episode. Let's uh, let's get to Cole's uh, draft day party. Okay, let's go to the draft day party. All right, I'm gonna queue up clip here to start because we're gonna we really start out for the top right oh i do have one more question sure Uh, ken is it true does your shit run deep yeah deeper than you know (laughs) i mean i i think every line casey says in this episode is damage i like you are a runty little puppy (laughs) (laughs) i feel like runty little puppy was her improv Mm. i remember so let's talk about that a little bit so you know this podcast the show we did well we did the rehearsal for six episodes before this, but the show we've mostly done is Curb. Well, Otherwise, nothing, nothing was improvised. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but uh, you know, obviously, Curb is famous for you know that the way the scenes are improvised and, and the sort of outline and notes, but they go on from there. Talk to us about Party Down. I mean, my, my understanding is that it was pretty scripted, but it, you just mentioned you know Lizzie Kaplan throwing out that line. So yes, it was very scripted. Um, it was we shot those that the first two seasons we shot an episode in four days wow so it was a day less than a normal you know uh half hour show um because because th- that's what the budget uh, dictated um and so you know we moved pretty fast and so it's not that they didn't encourage uh um improv um but there wasn't really but they didn't say, hey, improvise this stuff. Because, you know, when, when you, Mbom wrote such a, every time he wrote a script, it was awesome. It was so funny. And so you wanted to nail the lines that were written. But, you know, every once in a while, like Lizzie and, and Adam, you know, had a flirtatious relationship. And so, you know, every once in a while on her, on her take, she would throw something out or he would throw something out or, um, you know, um, Martin Starr, you know, same thing, you know, if he had an opportunity to throw out a couple extra lines, he would, but um, for the most part, 
you know, um, we try to stick to the lines because that's uh, the amount of, that's, that's what right. we had to do uh, because of time, our time limit. What about when you had like, and obviously he wasn't Kevin Hart, capital K, K, capital H then, but when you had somebody like Kevin Hart on, what was, uh, was he totally going on the script also, or was there a little bit of improv there? That one, I would say, was, if I remember correctly, was, um, well, no, I mean, I think he improvised a little bit, but I stuck with my stuff. So, so he would, so he would riff with the, I forget the other actor's name, but he would riff with the other actor or throw something out at me and I would react sometimes. But um, again, it was, you know, a really well-written scene. And so we, we, we stuck with that. Yeah. I remember Brian. Some great high acting from you in that episode, by the way. (laughs) Good high acting. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. Is that the one where he goes to sleep in the coffin? No, that's no. A, no. <laughs> that's a no. That's a sweet sixteen. Yeah, there's a lot of good high acting by Ken is, is Ron. Yeah, I like that. I remember some of the high acting in that in that particular episode. Uh, well, I'm chewing something and talking to Adam, and I have my sunglasses on, and I forget to say my next line, which is fun. And yeah, that's like, that's on the yeah, boat. Yeah. yeah, you know. Did you know anybody who ever hotboxed himself inside a coffin for real? We were wondering that. Not that I know of. No, I don't know anybody who has hotboxed yeah. himself. It could be terrifying. I, I, I would imagine. I would imagine. Just, just speaking about like Ron more generally, like what is it like to get into like the headspace of this guy who just like whatever could go wrong somehow just always manages to go wrong. Like even when he has the best of intentions and like he obviously doesn't always, but he sometimes does. Um, and it's just like, it never works out. And he's like always like shamed. And it's, it's, <laughs> it's one of the most fun characters to get to play because, you yeah. know, um, you're always you're always walking around with a you know a cloud of you know following you over your head and you're and you're always trying to kind of right your wrongs but you you don't have the tools to do it so it's it's sort of a dream it's a dream part <laughs> yeah no he it's it's really a, a great great character um and um we've just like enjoyed the whole like evolution of ron across these now 19 episodes like you know all the the whole roller coaster most mostly uh going or whatever the, the bad side of a roller coaster is um, i will tell you uh, that there's... i could tell you that i could tell you the how i got involved in this uh this yeah sure that would be great and how i got the part um uh, because it, it um it, you know the I was doing um, with Dan Etheridge, I was doing and, and Rob Thomas, uh, Veronica Mars. And they were, um, and Dan, you know, be, between scenes and stuff, I was talking to Dan. I got to know Dan a little bit. Um, he was on set all the time. And so I was talking to him and he was telling me about this script, um, Party Down, that uh, they had sold to HBO and some other actors were attached. And then it was it was at an, an, some other, they had sold it somewhere, but then it, it didn't go. And so, so I was like, oh, can I read it? Because it wasn't good, it wasn't anywhere at, the, at that point. And, and then um, he let me read it. And I remember saying to him, I handed the script back to him. I was like, look, if you ever get to do this thing, can I please audition for Ron? And then, um, then Veronica Mars, around when Veronica Mars didn't get picked up, they, they decided Rob Thomas wanted to shoot the pilot. And, uh, and so he shot it at his house, I believe. And he called up Adam and myself and 
Jane and uh, and Ryan. I think they, Ryan was there. Yeah, Ryan was definitely there. And then um, uh, and asked us if we wanted to do it. And so we did it. And um, I got to play Ron. And I my big contribution, if I remember correctly, is I came in. I wanted that haircut. <laughs> the, the flat top. Yeah, I wanted the flat top, but I also came in with a mustache. So I think we shot the original pilot with him. I had a mustache, like a nice trimmed up, like tight mustache. And then um, when it did get picked up and we reshot the pilot, they uh, we they were like, lose the mustache. But I got to keep the haircut. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Except for the, the slide interregnum where you have the, the long hair parted down the middle. Yes. Yeah. Except for when I when I got when I had my Super Crackers franchise. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> of course. Yeah. All right. Well, did you did you have any like previous work with any of the other major cast members before Party Down, or was was this kind of like the origin story for all of you? Uh, you know, I'll be honest with you. I think I worked with Jane on role models beforehand, or maybe that was after. I don't remember. Okay. Um, I was friendly with uh, um, uh, Adam prior to that project, but I don't know if I worked with him on anything. With him on anything, I think I met Ryan and and um, Martin on that, and Lizzie as well. And uh, uh, who am I missing? Yeah, at least according uh, to IMDb, they have role models the year before uh, Party Down. Yeah, I may have I may have worked with Jane. On, on role models prior to that. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, and like, obviously, Party Down is like, it's the cast is the whole show because, like, you know, there is no plot, basically. Um, and it's like, it's really one of these casts that just like hit like the right group at the right time. Like, a bunch of people, like, at the beginning of like mega stardom, like, on the way up in their careers. And it's just like a behold to look at this like group of people that came together in this like moment of time. That's very nice of you to say. And I will say that the cast is pretty you know wonderful um but i think that the magic of the show is is um is m-bomb's uh writing and rob's writing yeah of course and of course not to yeah. it, like sort of sort of makes it you know like makes everything pop but yeah i mean you know when you have jane lynch and lizzie kaplan and you know megan mullally and adam scott and martin Starr. You do it yeah, Ryan, Ryan, you know, I mean, it's like it's like, you know, it's pretty awesome. And we, we've also talked about how uh, similar to Arrested Development, actually, this is a show that was almost a victim of its own success, because, as you said, like all these act, like Adam Scott goes on to Parks and Rec and Lizzie Kaplan goes on to um, oh, what's it called? Just escape me. Masters uh, of Sex. Yeah. Masters of Sex. Thank you. Um, and, you know, and everybody's sort of running off to, to film these other shows. And that's sort of what what made it hard to keep your cast together. Anyway, obviously, Jane Lynch goes uh, leaves after a season go to Glee, um, although we'll get her back next week for the season two finale. Um, so in a sense, it was almost like you guys, because you were so successful, it sort of hurt the show a little bit. Well, yeah, I mean, I think that we all wanted the show to continue. Jane had, you know, Jane was. If I remember correctly, and, and this might not be true, but I, I, but I think it is. <laughs> yeah, just say it. No, I think I think Jane. It was you know it's pilot season, and so Jane shot Glee, and right. was in first position for Glee, and then she did Party Down, and while she was waiting to see if Glee was going to go or not, which she didn't know, you know, you don't know. Yeah, um, right. Party Down and Party Down got picked up, and we were shooting it. 
Um, and then, then Glee got picked up, so she had to leave. And that was the uh, first season, and that's why um, um, a little-known actress from a show, White Lotus, came in for two episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. There you go. Uh, Jennifer Coolidge came in and filled in for the last couple of episodes in that first season. Yeah, that's another one. I mean, you know, people knew her from like American Pie and stuff, but um, yeah, now she's you know like the queen of HBO. And she was, and she was never on Curb, right? Or was she? Uh, you guys don't me? think so? Yeah, I don't know. She oh, that's the Alex. Curb. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She seems like that's she's like she should be on Curb. Like she seems like she would be a great Curb. Well, maybe post White Lotus, maybe. Uh, yeah, maybe yeah. we could make that happen. And maybe maybe um, Larry can date her. Um, Ken, I wonder if you could tell us, like, if if you know, um, within like hollywood circles like is party down viewed as a show that is like authentic about hollywood or is it like one of these situations where it's like oh like we i I don't even know but like is like how does it like when people are talking about party down like who are like in the biz is it like looked on as like oh you know they nailed it or is it like you know er where it's broad (laughs) what do you what are your thoughts on that i don't know know, but i mean it feel it feels more real than say like you know um uh uh like an entourage or, or, you know, I mean, it's, 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 I guess I'm asking, like, do you feel like, I guess I'm asking, like, did, did you, do you feel found that this was like true, like your experience as an actor and like those of your friends, like going through the, like, the, you know, upstarts of their career where they're like, you know, boot, you know, um, whatever, you know, moonlighting as a waiter and like all this sort of stuff. Is that like, did it, does this feel I guess, authentic? I mean, I think, as, people, as I think, I don't, I don't know what Hollywood thinks about it, but I will say that I think that, I think that, you know, from the people I speak to who, you know, ha- have worked in, in this business and have been, you know, trying to, you know, get something else going in their life that they have, when they, when they talk to me about it, they say that it, it, it feels. It resonates. Yeah. Real on some level, you know? Yeah. Cause it feels authentic to me, but you know, I have no idea, obviously. Yeah. Cause you yeah. know, not in the biz. Other than our burgeoning well, podcast, what about the uh, the waiter business? We should ask them if they feel like it's true to form. That's true. That's true. We need we yeah. gotta get some waiters on. Um, okay, so why don't we jump into the episode which we uh, said we were doing a little while back? Uh, let's do it for real. Oh yeah, we uh, can say that. <laughs> Right. So um, as I said, we're going to start off with um, the kind of the cold open here with uh, with our first clip featuring uh, Mr. Camarito. Hey. Everything OK? Yeah, D-Chief calls for 516 ounce cups, so I'm just... So you're counting them? Ron, they come 100 to a sleeve. Here, just 200. You got 200 there. You got 100 in your hand. You're all set. All right. Henry? Yes? When you have an orgasm, how much stuff comes out? (laughs) Of your penis. (laughs) What what were the other alternatives to penis there? Uh, There were no other alternatives. That was the... the 
and you don't mess with John Ambaum's uh, dialogue because it's awesome. <laughs> Um, how, many, how many takes did you need for uh, Adam to stare at you like that without cracking? Up? Oh, that 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 expression is priceless. Yeah, Adam Adam is a pro. He, he barely <laughs> breaks, but uh, but uh, that is my his 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 reaction is my favorite part of that. Um, <laughs> so, one also, of those days. <laughs> just watching that, I remember that I thought it was in my in, in on the day. I and, and I don't think anybody knows this or sees this or recognizes this. But I was like, oh, I'm going to hold the hundred cups like it's my dick and, like, and, and just kind of talk about like, you know, like I'm, I'm thinking about my penis while I'm like kind of like um, stroking my fingers across all these cups. Um, so I don't think anybody got that, but I enjoy it every time I watch. And, well, and we've learned from the Sensation Awards episode that Ron is about 100 episodes, 100 cups worth. That's right. That's that's why I did it. That was prior to that episode. So, yeah. and yet you're disappointing women with uh, with what comes out. Which I'm sure that it, maybe it's a thing for some subset, but I don't think most uh, heterosexual women focus on the amount that comes out. But I don't know. Yeah, that has been like well, or it's certainly not that there's not enough. Yeah, <laughs> I've never heard that one. I mean, it's a very specific, uh, uh, you know, uh, point of view. Yeah. Yes, I have much too. I have much too little to clean up right now. I think. I think he was only upset about it because his uh, lady friend. Uh, yeah. Up. Yeah. She might have been a uh, Bukaki enthusiast, which uh, which Kyle will walk <laughs> you for very shortly. All right. So why don't we uh, get there? Whole Landry's draft day party. Well, why come to me with this? I mean, why not a doctor or a close personal friend? You've watched porn, right? That normal? I mean, in bartending oh, terms, you know, th these guys ejaculate like a, a jigger full. And I used to think it was photography, like some guy off camera with a super soaker or something. But I've studied it, you know, on DVD, you can slow it down frame by frame. And unless it's CGI, which I can't imagine that they have the budget for, that's a lot of ejaculate. <laughs> or is it? The budget. I don't know, I don't know why. I, I mean, I wouldn't sweat it. When you're uh, making calculations as to the budgets of the uh, porn movies to be able to afford CGI, you're you've gone down a dark path in your mind. I feel I feel like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, so, probably something smart. I assume. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Let's uh, let's uh, let's finish up this. Let's uh, let's finish up this scene, and then we'll uh, comment further. Okay. Jared used to give me handies in the Skateland parking lot, and my stuff would. Psh hang right off the visor of my Cordova and but not lately I've been dating this girl and the last time afterwards she says to me is that <laughs> well maybe she was having an existential crisis she says I must jerk off all the time because I am completely depleted I mean Henry can you fill up a thimble because I have tried and I cannot I can't do it oh god I don't need to know this information Ron is there something wrong with <laughs> um, is there something wrong with them? We never really do find out. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, it's certainly uh, outside of uh, the the, uh, the lack of semen. I think there is something wrong with them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Henry seems to think so as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Kyle busted. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we got Kyle on the phone here. Um, yeah, I, 
Uh, Kyle, what are you... Hey, oh, man, it was such a long night last night. I must have dozed off for a second. Um, let me go to the van if you guys need anything. You better not be going outside to take that call, okay? Because I made it specifically clear in my email that we have been dinged for the last time on the comment cards about cell phone use. <laughs> no, I was actually going to go out and see if I could find a garden gnome for you to fuck. <laughs> Get it? Because the gnome would be like, Ah, Ron, you're drowning me in jizz. Yeah, <laughs> hey, Henry, uh, here's a riddle for you. How many Rons would it take to make a Bukowski film? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? That's enough, both of you outside, okay? That's it, and that's one for you, pal. It'll probably take a lot of runs. Yeah, that's an RDD for Kyle, I think. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. I mean, kick a man when he's down. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that was, uh, I remember that uh, that day, and I was like, I really, um, there was a, no pun intended, but that was a mouthful to say, and I, uh, 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 really wanted to get it right because it was such a fun story to tell Adam. And so uh, sometimes I use, um, when I'm trying to memorize something, uh, I use a lot of hand movements. <laughs> um, and so you can see in that scene, um, I'm drawing a picture. <laughs> to try, Interesting. To try to remember the lines. Oh, that's oh, funny. That's funny. Drawing a that's great. With my hands. Um, and that's just me trying to remember the lines. But then when I go back and watch it, it, it kind of it, it's fun to fun to see see that. <laughs> Jason Alexander talks about how he would use like props and, and hand motions a lot in Seinfeld, sort of in a, in a similar way. Yeah, it would uh, like mean know, things I, to him. It, it, Interesting. It, it, I, I do it. I do little in, in that in, in like a long monologue like that, or what felt like a long monologue to me in, in, on, in the, on the day. Um, yeah, I would do little hand movements to kind of remind me what, where I was at. And, um, it's so funny. I haven't looked at, I haven't watched that scene in a while. And I remember all the little things that I did to try to remember it, but some of them were funny, like uh, to me, like the little yeah. stuff from the ceiling. <laughs> that's so funny. Like, yeah, that never would have occurred to me. That's what you're doing. That to me, that's just like Ron being Ron. But right. I guess uh, that's a little bit of both. Now we're going to watch your hands as uh, in the rest of the Ron scenes in season. Oh, yeah. season it's three. not, it's not, not Ron being Ron. Yeah. It's all, well, it's all Ron. I, you know, they're, they're, right. They're, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Whatever, whatever, sure. whatever hand movement it is. <laughs> Ron that, is now that's something that Ron does. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, all right. So we, um, we joined up with the rest of the team. We got Roman and Lydia, uh, talking about the food. Roman thinks that it's kind of white trashy spread here. And Lydia likes this type of food actually reminds her of home. Um, she doesn't really like the weird LA food that like she, we normally see at parties. Um, and, um, we have Rod, like Rod really is, you know, he's going to crack down on the team now with the whole cell phone things. He wants to take everyone's phones away, but Henry overrules him here. I think it's very clear that Henry has ultimate authority over Rod. Um, and he says, okay, um, rather than taking your phones away, you can keep your phones. It's like everyone promised not to use your phones too much because right, obviously that's going to work. Yeah, that's everyone a great standard. Will, we'll, yeah, everyone will comply with that. Yeah. Um, and Rob informs them that this is actually like a very big party. Everyone who's here, you might have the opportunity to be on live national TV tonight because this is the party being hosted by the family of Cole Landry, who is expected to be the top quarterback drafted in tonight's NFL draft. 
then let me say, first and foremost, Cole Landry is a hell of a name for a quarterback. Yeah. So this kid is going to be a stunt. Like, when you think quarterback, you think Joe Montana, you think Peyton Manning. These are big, you know, awesome quarterback names. Cole Landry right up in there. Right up there. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, a, it's, a great, it's a great And I think this is an episode. Made by the writers, for Rob, sure. I think this is an episode that Rob Thomas uh, wrote. Is that so? We could look that up. Yeah, you know, he's yeah, he's got the writing credit. Yeah, You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, there you yeah. go. Yeah, although, um, and Fred Savage directed this one, right? Uh, I don't remember. I think Listen. so. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's what IMDb tells us. Now, Av, can we talk uh, about the well, actual two thousand, the actual two thousand ten draft for a second? <laughs> Certainly, we're gonna have to do that. So, uh, first of all, it would be very unusual for the top quarterback in the draft. To be dropping to number four in the first place, right? Like right. you know, teams, and and then second of all, a top four. He pick, should be on the draft, right? Yeah, he'd be in the green room for sure. Yeah, he would, he would not yeah. be at home like this unless he just has such a commitment to his to He's his dad. Such a or his family brothers. guy. He's a yeah. family man. He wants, <laughs> wants to be with his his parents and everybody. Yeah, that's why. As as a reminder, the actual quarterbacks taken in the 2010 draft, we had Sam Bradford went number one a bust uh, Tim Tebow number 25 a bust Jimmy Clausen went to number 48 so yeah not a great year for quarterbacks of the 14 quarterbacks taken in that draft the only one still in the NFL is Colt McCoy who went number 85 and he's currently starting for Arizona so that's pretty impressive uh 12 years later <laughs> but uh yeah so so uh so Cole Edgy could still be in the NFL today if he uh, if he actually existed all right very good yeah that's uh that's that's uh that is very true it was not a great year for uh, for quarterbacks, and so um, you know. Um, yeah, and I, I and I think what we learned is the reason is mostly because of homophobia. Well, Michael which Sam, um, which Michael Sam was? Which draft was he? He was 2014. So this show, so uh, Party Down, was ahead of its time by four years. That's right. You know, I was the most ahead of our time. I actually wrote I, when I was in law school, I had to write a journal uh, note and I wrote mine about a, a future hypothetical pr- professional athlete who was homosexual openly and all the like the legal and cultural ramifications. And I got like published and was like, oh, big deal. And then it was like three years later. It happened. I was like, see, I wrote about it. Wow. So you get credit for that one also. Yeah, I made it happen. This party down. Yeah. Gay people be allowed to play sports. I, I made it all happen. Yeah, I'm like the modern day Lincoln, basically. Those those royalty <laughs> checks must be pouring in. <laughs> yes, yes, I'm very rich. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay. I'll hear my runty little puppy. <laughs> yeah, um, Lydia is so great here. She's the only one that's heard of Cole Andrew. She's yeah. like, do you even live in America? Good <laughs> <Yeah>. gravy. <laughs> I mean, she said he said every Pac-12 passing record. Yeah, I, I, they, they they should know who he is. Somebody should. Yeah, I love that this was an episode where Lydia, you know, was you know fit into the crowd. Oh, you know, for sure. Always, yeah, she was always yeah. like outside looking into the Hollywood thing, and so it was. I thought it was a cool. Um, a cool She's a the cool one who pulls thing. them all together later in the episode. She's like, no one's questioning that you get so much puss i think it's so funny <laughs> yeah and, and the dad and the son are all outside freaking yeah, out. yeah yeah we have we have that clip we have that clip for later yeah, well let's hear uh, lydia say it instead of chester oh okay all right. uh, I that was an option yeah well yeah <laughs> it's all the table tonight um right. okay let's uh let's move forward we got um roman obviously not impressed by any of the football players these necklace mutants yeah. um and like they're all like making fun of him like no like you're just like you don't like them because they probably beat the shit out of you in high school 
and he doesn't he's like i do not envy them nor fear them i pity them and yeah. tries to get Casey i like when they're all guessing like, what it i like when they're all guessing what it is that the athletes did to him in high school like swirly <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, like, Casey, like, take you for example. What would you rather? One of these bulging idiots or like an intellectual like me? And she's like, obviously, bulging idiot. No question. <laughs> um, then, of course, we're going to meet the great Bill Landry, uh, Cole's dad. Alex, did you recognize this guy? The actor? No. So he was in a very early episode of Curb. He's the guy that owns the car dealership. Oh, Larry, oh, Rick Cole. Larry goes to work at. Oh, that he tries out. Yeah, that he gets fired at. Yeah, yeah he's like, he was his he was his boss there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, Lydia helps him tap a keg, which he says is the sexiest thing he's ever seen. And uh, meanwhile, Cole comes out and he's like very obsessed with which which shirt to wear, because um, obviously we're trying to uh, plant the seeds that he's a really a, a closeted gay man who cares about the color of his shirt. So that's how we got to plant that flag. Um, and... I didn't even pick up on that. I just thought he was nervous. It's like he's going to be on national TV. And although, again, yeah, well, champion, I mean, it plays both ways. But like, yeah, I, I think so. that you're clearly supposed to see that on the second light as like, oh, OK, they're hitting dust that like, you know, he cares about fashion. Well, for sure, you see um, the character, the his teammate, who's his secret boyfriend. Every line yeah. out of his mouth, and also the camera angles and everything. When right, you do with the right. second, when you watch, know it, it re- right, it, it reads that, kind that, of yeah. Yes. It's, it's, That's it's, very yeah. It's very that, good. Yeah, it's very good writing. Yeah, it's very well done. <laughs> That's um, what I'm saying. The writing. Yeah, no, you're for writing. sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. Uh, it's both. It's obviously both. You know, the characters are also, you know, the characters. It's obviously both. But you know, the writing is obviously great. But even like the camera angle, like when when he's talking to Henry at the bar, the camera angle sort of looks at Henry looking at Casey. But actually, it's that guy looking at Cole also. That's right. Which, you know, yeah. the, on the first viewing, you don't realize that, obviously. But right. On the second, yeah. you're like, oh, yeah. I see what's going on here. It's very well done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we got to get some of the backstory. We, 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 you know, we learned about Rihanna and um, we then have uh, Matt Walsh jump in. He's, of course, the agent and, of course, is the, uh, the guy who hugs Larry in uh, the season 11 finale that we just saw uh, outside the Holocaust Museum. Of course, also very famously from Deep. Uh, very, very funny fellow. Um, and Matt, Walsh. He's... Matt Walsh is consistently funny. Matt Walsh is yeah. anything. Anytime I see Matt Walsh, Matt Walsh is a friend of mine. Uh, and I, I just, anytime I see him in something, I know he's going to kill it. Kill it. Yeah. He's just great. Yeah. Yeah. Real, real joy. He always, he, he always brings like a certain joy to the screen. I love it. Yes. Um, and he, right. He's very high energy here. He, you know, as this agent, you know, screaming, you know, who wants to be a millionaire, get ready for you. His career, you know, your career in sunny Tampa Bay ahead. Um, everyone's expecting, um, as they huddle, huddle around the TVs, that at number four, that he's going to be the first quarterback taken by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, Henry is talking to Casey, and he's he's like, you know, listen, I get why you're not bringing me to your Judd Apatow movie premiere. Um, you know, I know you're allowed to bring a plus one, and you're not bringing me, but like, I get it. Like, I also probably want, would want to bring a cautionary tale on my arm either. Um, you know, just, you know, not be good for my brand. And he's like, he's like, oh, thank God that you, you realize this. I didn't want to have to give you like the whole, you embarrass me speech. 
And uh, Henry um, obviously quotes here his uh, Dirty Dancing. I don't know who's the character Dirty Dancing that says this. I don't even know the movie that well. Uh, but no one puts uh, nobody puts corner. baby in a corner. Henry says the the main yeah. the main character. Yeah, Jen loves Patrick, that movie. Patrick Swayze. Yeah, I don't. My wife loves it too. Um, I don't know if I've ever like properly seen it. Like I've seen like scenes of it on TV over the years, but like I don't think I've ever like watched the whole movie. Well, um, do yourself a favor. Yeah, I'm gonna put the ten higher on the list than that for now. I think you haven't and, seen. Uh, of course, you have to put the ten higher. No, I haven't really seen Dirty Dancing either. But like, I don't really need to see Dirty Dancing. <laughs> All right, you haven't seen either. <laughs> yeah, I I think I've made it this far. I think I'm okay. Um, <laughs> I'd like you to do a top 10 list of all the movies you haven't seen. Oh, I have a list. I have a spreadsheet that says movies I need to see. There's a lot. No, no. Just like a top 10 list, like a very confident list of like uh, the, the best movies you haven't seen. All right. I'm going to have to give that some thought. That's a serious list. That's like, <laughs> that says a lot about yourself, that list, right? When you put that out into the universe. <laughs> like you want to be, you want to smart, but not too pretentious. You got to hit. It's a tough needle to thread. Um, so yeah, so we have so we meet Jerome. Um, he was like listening on the conversation, and he tells Henry that he too knows the feeling of being love lord and is going to accustomed to it, being in the place where the, you know the person you want to be with night and day only wants to be with you when there is no one else around. And obviously, first time through, we have no idea what he's talking about. Obviously, on uh, retrospect, we learn you know that he's talking about his relationship with Cole. And the room, you know, emerges into a collective groan when Tampa passes on Cole Landry. Uh, they now expect him to drop to Philly at eight, and that's going to cost him about $10 million. So I guess this is still Alex where the, like, the slotting of the rookie Yeah, well, Sam Bradford, very... who was the number one quarterback that year, was the last quarterback to get, like, the, the monster $60 million contract. Yeah, so it really did. Now it's like very yeah. de minimis between, I mean, maybe like the top few picks, right? But then no, it's it still like drops, it kind of just but, levels out. Yeah. But not like by tens of millions of dollars. Yeah. Uh, now, Av, we, we skipped a little bit with the, the opening yeah. scene where we where Ziggy Chorovsky has the discussion with Roman, right? About like irony and all that. No, we, we'll get there. Oh, that hasn't happened yet? Yeah, it's the, that's like two more scenes. Oh, 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 okay. All right. Sorry. I'm out of order. Yeah. In my notes, at least. We got a little bit yeah. more to go. Yeah. It's a goddamn goof. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, just uh, a yeah it's okay. Av, no, Av doesn't get that reference yet. But he. Will. Oh, is that for? Is that for the Ted? Yeah. Oh, I'm excited to see it now. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna look out for that line. No, no my guy, as a goof. <laughs> oh, as a goof. I know that line. I've seen that line. A few some people. I'll, people quote that line a lot. Okay, yeah. That, that that's that's Ken. Uh, well, I don't want to spoil. Okay. Line. I did. I didn't realize that's for the Ted. That's funny. Yeah. Okay. Uh very good. Very good. Okay. Um. So, yeah, so we have Ron uh, seeing uh, Kyle outside the window. He gets very angry at him um, because, you know, he told him not to be on the phone. And Kyle's like, hey, but my band just got this opportunity to be in the showcase. I don't want to leave early. And Ron rules, no, sorry, Kyle. Only employees follow the rules get rewards, uh, which is, you know, fair, but also kind of a dick move. But what do you do? He has a job. He has a job to do. Um. We have uh, Bill, you know, talking about the whole backstory with Cole's mom, with Lydia, and like what it is to dedicate uh, to trading Cole. And Lydia, of course, is you know compares it to uh, you know uh, I always forget her daughter's name. What's her name? Uh, 
Alex, do you remember? Oh, escapade, escapade, yes, escapade, escapade yeah. yeah. It's like she's like, oh yeah, same thing with me and escapade. Like it's like right, we're the same level here. Like no, the first round NFL quarterback had like got her the gig singing the national anthem at the dodgeball game last week, kickball, yeah, whatever. Um, and um, then here's where we have Ziggy. Ziggy comes in as uh, Roman is trying to open the jar, and Ziggy's able to oh, open yes. it quickly for him. Yeah, and he's now, like, oh, "Okay, do you, recon- yeah. do you recognize this actor?" Uh, I did, but I couldn't place it. He do played the the gay friend in Mean Girls. Oh, okay. Yeah, have you seen Mean Girls? Or do we have to add that to the list? Yes. No, I've seen Mean Girls. I just don't yeah. remember him. In Mean yeah. Girls. He's like he's like the you know it's like a bunch of girls and then and then he's like the friend who she abandons uh, when she becomes cool, right? In fact, is um, it, wait, isn't is Casey I'm trying to think? Is, is Lizzie Kaplan the other one? Like it, it, he ha- she has a friend who's like goth, and then she has the the gay guy, and those are like her yes. two buddies. Correct. Yeah, and is that is that Lizzie Kaplan? It is. Oh, oh, that's oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, so I guess so. I believe, I believe it is. Yeah. Yeah. So so Daniel Franzine who and, and Lizzie Kaplan. Yeah. So they were uh, they were together uh, on Mean Girls. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, checking the cast of Mean Girls. Yeah, and I think he's. Uh, yeah, I think yeah, he's a Lizzie big. Uh, yeah. okay. I think he's a big uh, LGBT activist. Um, if I love Who Daniel? Oh, the actor. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's like his. That's like his uh, first line. It's the third line of his uh, Wikipedia. Mm, okay. um, yeah. Oh, he was in Looking, which is a big show. Yeah. HBO, which yeah, I, yeah. I've not yeah. seen it, but I heard it's really good. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So it's good. He's on. He's on this episode of of, uh, of Party Down that has like a pro gay message at the end. Right. I mean, um, I, I think there's a positive message. By the end of the episode, he's going to make so much money on endorsements for Abercrombie and Fitch. He's going to get so much ass. It's a win-win. <laughs> it is what you'd much rather go play for the 49ers at the box for most of NFL history. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And as we know, the San Francisco 49ers will never let politics get in the way of a winning starting quarterback. Team. Yeah, for sure. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, they, this is where they draw the line. Yeah. I don't know what that means. Uh, anyway, um, so yeah, so, um, but we find out that uh, Ziggy is not just uh, a meathead. He's also very sophisticated. Um, he knows a man all of letters. sci-fi and Russian literature. Yeah. He even like completely schools Roman on this you know, bit with the definition of irony. Yeah. Um, and Roman's like, wow, like I can't you must be like the only person in history who is both a football player and a literature major. And he's like, well, actually, I was pre-med technically. Yeah. Um, now he says here he's pre-med but then later although maybe just when he's fucking with ron he says that he, but later he says he started residency now residency is obviously post-medical school not uh, undergrad um maybe he was saying i was pre-med well like, no well, he's, I think he's just fucking with ron because no he is pre-med that's why you know that's why he um does the whole the pretends to be the doctor thing when kyle uses him to screw right. with ron right right so anyway yeah. uh okay um, he's yeah, man. and he's, he's yeah. Cole is ju- Cole is just like continuing to drop. Uh, the Matt Walsh is just getting angrier. He's he's just turning into like um, what's his name? Um, Jerry Maguire. We are farmers. Yeah, no, from uh, from Party Down. Uh, this the farmers insurance guy, uh, J.K. Simmons. He was becoming. <laughs> Did you just call like, J.K. Yeah. Simmons the farmers insurance guy. <laughs> 
All right, we won't bring that up if J.K. Simmons comes on the podcast. <laughs> Not the guy from Whipcash. <laughs> yeah, he's got fucking Oscar nominations. Wins? Yeah, nominations? he probably makes more money from farmers. Those, co- those commercials are on like 10 well, times a yeah, day. Sure, that's probably true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah John Hamm probably makes more from commercials also than he ever did from Mad Men. I think John Hamm makes the most money from his residuals from the 10. Wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, he's literally on the 10 for three seconds uncredited. You just see his face. Well, that's he it. Had, he's yeah. still got, he said it was an equal share for everybody. Yeah. But like within a year, within a year, I think Mad Men comes out. It's like insane. The timing. Right. It's like uh, um, I um, half baked when it came out, like Dave Chappelle was one of like the three main guys. And I think like Jim Brewer was bigger because he was on SNL at the time. But but then I read how like later when they were um, producing like half-baked like DVDs and stuff, they totally changed the advertising. So it was all Dave Chappelle because he had become like the world, like the biggest stand-up in the world. That's right. So it's kind of funny that I've mentioned four times that, that John Hamm is on the 10 because you'll see. He's, in, <laughs> he's, he's barely in the middle. All right. Yeah. Um, it turns out the, the call is from... Uh... Matt Walsh's wife, and he tells her, I love you, but fuck you for calling me on draft day. <laughs> uh, even though, as we learned, it's because one of the children got bitten by one of the dogs. Which one? Yeah, that was, yeah. That was a funny joke. Uh, <laughs> uh, by the way, just uh, to come back to the 10 for one second, Ken, and I'm an, I know I'm annoying <laughs> off here. Every single time, and it's fairly common because they are in every single you know f- square inch of America. Every single time I pass a Wendy's, I call it a Woundies. Or I pass a McDonald's, I call it a McDonald's. Or I pass a Burger King, I call it a Burger King. <laughs> I'm sorry. So, yeah. <laughs> if you ever see Liam Schreiber, you can tell him that. <laughs> you, you don't have to apologize. My wife gets annoyed about it. but uh... <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I get it. Um, yeah. Liam, how, how good is he in it? <laughs> he's, he's fantastic. He's so dry. And like, I mean, obviously... Nothing makes any fucking sense in that movie, but the whole thing with the MRI machines <laughs> is just so like the level of absurdity and just the, the, the his like straight faced perspective on it. It's amazing. Yeah. And Joe Latrulli is in that in that in that one also, right? In that portion yeah. of the movie. Yeah. 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 Right, I'll, I'll stop spoiling the movie. For okay, sorry. When it's all good. It's all good. I'm not gonna. Remember. One shot of him dancing down the bar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. By the way, once COVID came around, there was no joke. We we did have shortages of all these kinds of machines, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We saw the future. We predicted. Yeah. Thank God for COVID for yeah. justifying the ten. <laughs> the ten is like uh, the uh, the, uh, the Simpsons of omnibus uh, movies. <laughs> Very true. Very true. All right. Looks it's like you have another sketch lined up here. Uh, or another. Um, yeah. Okay. Here. Yeah. All right. We're gonna jump into um, Ziggy meets Rod. Ah. Oh. Hey, buddy, you got a moment? Alex, is that volume good? You said you wanted the oh, volume. Oh, volume's good. Right. Yeah. Okay. By the way, Ziggy right. reminds me of our mutual friend, Aton in this scene. Okay, I'll look for that. Okay, let's do it again. Hey, buddy, you got a moment? Ah, uh, yes, of course. What can I help you with? Um, actually, I just started residency, and Wonderful. I was talking to your friend over there about your health concerns, and it reminded me of this patient. Oh, wait a minute. What friend? Oh, uh, that guy. Oh, Henry. So he told you about the amount of my... Ejaculate? Yes. Yes, and it reminded me of this patient who came in and said that he was producing limited reproductive material. 
We brought him in the office, took down his pants for an exam, <laughs> and he had testicles the size of Christmas hams. Christmas hams? My concern is you're presenting acute bacterial prostatitis. It's an infection of the prostate that causes inflammation and can lead to cystitis and, in some instances, prostate cancer. Ball cancer? <laughs> prostate cancer. Right, which is the medical term for balls, uh, like in Latin? Different <laughs> gland entirely, but what I suggest you do is when you go home, have a good night's rest, okay? Shave your testicular area, call your physician Obviously. first thing, and tell him that you urgently need your balls pulled and palpated. Pulled and palpated? I don't know what that means. It's a technical procedure. He'll know, but go. Because my concern is that this could lead to something deadly serious. Thank you. No problem. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, 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 sorry. When you said your patient produced limited reproductive material, how much is limited? Ballpark. Okay, so the big mystery of the day is why Save by the TV Landry there. continues to slide. Yeah, I've just spoken to someone high. All right. So, yeah, so we get to this next scene and it's it's very, very funny, but it's completely insane. Like. That even if he was dropping because people thought he was gay, that ESPN would be talking about <laughs> Right. When I jump into it live. Yeah. But but everything about like right. uh, later on in the episode, like the cryon will instantly switch to gay rumors confirmed when it when he gets right, out. right. It's like it's like the parks and recreation news, basically. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but uh, that's how we, you were talking before about like, you know, uh, prepping these long monologues and using your hands and stuff. Uh, Ziggy has a pretty long monologue there and a lot of uh, bullshit big medical terms he has to throw out. He does a pretty good job. Yeah, I would never in a million years be able to get through that. Uh... <laughs> I was looking at his hands, actually. <laughs> Not everybody has the same yeah. issues I have with long monologues. Yeah, yeah. His, his hands were, were, well, a little bit of movement, but uh, yeah. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, I do see the Aton thing. I like that. Oh, okay. It's, yeah. it's 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 a little bit of the look, but also a lot of the gestures and yeah. By the way, another um, thing, um, sort of that on the on the first watch of the episode doesn't jump out to you, but on the second watch starts to make a lot more sense. Is other than Casey, there are zero girls at this party, which is why she has to be the one who who has to pretend to be the girlfriend. And like that's really weird because you would think there'd be like a whole bunch of like you know female friends or sisters or cousins or well, girlfriends or not a, not necessarily for a gay quarterback right yeah, exactly uh, but yeah, maybe so, some but not as much yeah so on the second watch because on the first watch I'm sort of like well, why are there no women here and then all of a sudden oh I see why okay got it yeah I never noticed that mm, yeah but yeah. listen it'll it'll earn Casey a cool five hundred bucks so. <laughs> Yeah, that's frankly probably why Lydia has uh, gets it in with Bill even with, without all the ladies around. Fifty uh, percent. Lydia seems to have the same deal she has with Casey that she has with uh, with her daughter. <laughs> yeah, well, you know that's her standard rate. Yeah, <laughs> she doesn't she doesn't change her rate for anyone, not even her yeah. own daughter. Yeah. Yeah. So so poor uh, uh, so poor Cole. His draft prospects keep going down and down. He's losing more and more money. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we find out that Casey is not taking Henry because she's taking her mother instead, because this is finally an opportunity for her to rub it in her face um, <laughs> that she's actually successful. Ken, did you ever want to take someone to one of your premieres in order to rub it in their face that you had made it? Well, wait, wait, wait. ask that question again. I, I didn't hear the whole question. Did I ever want to what? Did you ever want to take someone as a guest to one of your premieres or something like that um, in order oh. to rub it in their face at how successful you had become? Never, never. I would never <laughs> say <it's> so low. 
Um, and uh, Casey goes on to explain that the reason why she really doesn't want to bring Henry to her comedy shows is because in the current show that she's in, she plays an animatronic love doll that has to have the audience call out suggestions for her quadriplegic inventor to order her to do, and that's the show, and she feels like maybe Henry might get a little bit jealous while watching her in that show. And Henry says the only thing that he's bothered about by this is the logic of the story, because it doesn't really make sense. How did the quadriplegic inventor invent this animatronic doll if he's a quadriplegic? But other than that, hold up, he's otherwise okay with the show. But we know that's not true. Yeah, yeah we, uh, we, we, we can glean <laughs> that Henry is a little, a little bit bothered by the nature of the subject matter. Yeah. Um, even though he had no problem when he was uh, dating Uda to be sleeping with, uh, with Casey on the side. Devil standards. Yeah. Devil standards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, yeah, Casey gets pulled in on the plot, um, and then we get this uh, little moment of foreshadowing. Uh, we see uh, this like long line of people waiting for the bathroom. Uh, and someone's in there taking a long time, and then we see Ron come out, and he's got something in his hands. Uh, we don't know what <laughs> just yet. We don't know quite quite know what it is yet, although we have some inkling what it might be. <laughs> yeah, I think we actually do know. <laughs> <laughs> we have a pretty good sense. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so we're, um, you know, everyone, so it's all kind of coming together. The plot lines are crossing as we come uh, for, like, the big, uh, let's say the big climax of the episode. Why not? <laughs> um, we're here. <laughs> yeah, so let me uh, cue that up. Uh, let's do it. This would you know, be the best moment in the last part. When I heard people thought way. I was gay, me <laughs> or my girlfriend Casey? <laughs> me? Oh my god, I get so mad at this guy because every time a pretty girl walks by, he's like, <laughs> and just flexes her. <laughs> I can't help I'm like, what the f? Cody, you horn dog, I'm right here. I'm sorry. <laughs> who's Cody? Is this your sperm in my hand? <laughs> uh, uh, it's just it's just a nickname. Did you just shut off? <laughs> she she thinks I throw like Cody Carlson. I, yeah, he does. Yeah, you do. Warren Moon's backup with the Oilers in the nineties. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the guy I throw, I throw like for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. look at the tape. She's quite a student of the game. <laughs> yeah. I don't care. You just put your jizz in my hand, bro. Something going on there? Ah, <laughs> uh, well, it's a party. You know, parties get rowdy. Yeah, party! <laughs> party. It's fucking Jesus, why? Cole, I'm wondering if you can comment on this photo that's been circulating. It's now oh, posted on Deadspin. It appears to show you outside a West Hollywood club called uh, the, the Manhole. <laughs> Who's that, Cole? Who the fuck is that? That's the last straw, motherfucker. This camel's back is officially broken. What am I to you anyway, a plaything? A piece of tissue you just use up and throw away? Well, fuck that! Nobody puts baby in a corner! Oh, Jamal, baby! No, 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 it's my chocolate drop! He reversed the first. I heard the news! It's really bad. Um, we're not entirely sure what's happening here. Yo, bitch! Get the 
Yeah. Oh, it's so perfect. Like everyone is so perfect in that scene. It, it's like it's like a perfect episode of Seinfeld, the way that all the plots come together. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, really, really, yeah. Um, we then uh, we got a little uh, post credit scene, of course. Uh, everyone's cleaning up, and Cole apologizes to Casey. You know, we put through this whole thing. She's like, oh, no need to apologize to me. After all, I'm not the one who lost millions of dollars and lost my boyfriend and got outed on national TV against my will. So, you know, I'm doing okay. Um, and he, you know, he's like, yeah, well, I guess this is probably the easiest thousand dollars you ever made. Um, and Lydia realizes that uh, she's caught that Casey real knows that she pocketed half of the money for herself. And we then, of course, find out from Matt Walsh, the agent, that Cole has been drafted by the 49ers and he's got this great ad deal with Abercrombie and Fitch. And Cole is super pumped. He's going to get so much ass. It's going to be great in SF. <laughs> And then let's wrap things up with one more clip with our man, Ron. Say so you had your fun, huh? A little bit of a laugh at good old Ron's expense. Uh, I have no idea what good old Ron's talking about. You told that doctor about my problem. My what problem? Your what problem? Ron, I assure you I spoke to no one about your <laughs> wad. Why would I talk to anyone about your wad? Yes, why would he? <laughs> I'm gonna kill him. Where is he? I sent him home early. His band had a gig. Henry, what the fuck? What? Who's in charge here? Yeah, well, who is in charge here? Because I'm trying to figure out if an employee jerking off and handing out semen samples <laughs> falls under needs work or completely unsatisfactory. Is there any way I could convince you he was going the extra mile? This is Cole's house. Why does he have a comment card? Because Cole is currently busier than I. Don't you mean me? Cole is busier than me, or was there an away game the week subject verb agreement was gone? Roman, pretty sure it was I. Maybe that was the week of Comic Con. Oh, I don't know who's right. Irony, I was being ironic. No, Ziggy's right. It's I. I thought I had testicular cancer. Oh, Jesus Christ. All right, right, so the good news is that Ron does not have testicular cancer. Wait, what? Is that what I said at the end? Because I think that was an improv. Uh, Uh, yeah. say, I think, right, that's your excuse for why you behave that way. I thought I just go to cancer. Yeah. Although yeah, I just we, kept saying that, and then and then Adam kept just reacting the way he reacted. I believe that was an improv improv line, but I, I guess we don't know what what the explanation is for for Ron for Ron's wad problem. That's hard to say, right? Because Ziggy I mean, it's probably everybody. We're all snowflakes, and so you know, some of us. We our ejaculate is plentiful, and some of us, it's you know, it's um, it's sparse. And, yeah. and nobody, there's no, there's no, no one's better than the other person. It's just <laughs> this is who we are. We're all humans, and we all, you know. We, Does Ron tell that to his lady friend? Amen. Yeah, I think I think we're supposed to think there's probably nothing wrong with Ron. Yeah, medically. Yeah, he hasn't chosen the best um, uh, partners in the past. From what we've seen on the show, <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I love that. Like Rod, though, has like there. He thinks there's such a sense of urgency here that like he can't even wait one day to give a semen specimen to a doctor <laughs> in a doctor's office. Yeah, like he must give it. In, he must hand it to this per- stranger he just met at a party. He's yeah. very concerned about his health, and he needs to know. <laughs> he thinks something awful is going to happen. Something is horribly wrong. Well, he said cancer. He didn't say get out of here. Yeah. Now. In the very first episode, Ron was in the bathroom not jerking off, right? But he was uh, con- uh, accused of jerking off, right? 
That's right. That's right. And and now, and now here we are in the second to last episode of season two, and he he did jerk off in a. I mean, I hope in a bathroom. Yeah. Circle of life. Comes full circle for for Ron as we okay, uh full circle. That's he's, what he's always joking. Circle of life. <laughs> yeah. Well, in a way, the circle of life. Yeah. Well, as we, as they as they taught us in succession, it's a uh, it's a closed loop system, right? What was that? Yeah. That Matthew McFadden says on his bachelor party. Something like that. Yeah. Ah, if you don't have to tell, you've seen Succession, right? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's the way where they go to the party and he. Yeah. The underground, the underground bachelor party. I think that's season one still. Right. 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 Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, well, I don't know how official any of these rankings really are. As we do every episode, we're gonna we're gonna rate the episode. Ah, uh, how do you rate this episode? Um, I say this episode is pretty, 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 pretty good. Four and a half pretties, but very strong. Um, I would say very close to a perfect episode. Maybe just like a little bit short. I can't really put my finger on why, but it, really, really enjoyable. Um, as as we pointed out, many instances of just like great, great writing, great irony, great jokes about irony, um, and just like everyone kind of on their A games here. Um, so I say four and a half out of five. Yeah, um, I'm gonna even up you a little bit. I'm gonna say pretty, 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 pretty good. The full five pretties for me, just a very funny episode. You know, uh, a lot of it we've already discussed. Lydia gets to take charge in a way that she hasn't really yet. Um, Casey's acting uh, when she's pretending to be the girlfriend is, is phenomenal. Uh, the, the the dual sort of the, the, the duality of the the, the, the relationship between um, Henry and Casey. And, and then, of course, between the uh, the quarterback and, and, and his and his boyfriend is is very funny. Uh, k- everything between Ken and Ziggy is amazing. Or Z- all Ken and Ziggy um, and, and, and um, Roman and Ziggy, everything about this episode. I, I love this episode. Um, I love, as I said, sort of the Seinfeldian way that all the different scenes tie up together. Like, yeah. there's no reason for Rihanna to come back, except it just makes that final <laughs> scene 10 times funnier. Like that, she, right. she also head. even says, "Like I saw it, I came right away." It's like well, it just happened eight seconds ago. That yeah. doesn't make any sense. Yeah, um, <laughs> you, could, you can't be here already. Yeah, well, she, I guess she saw that he didn't go number four to the Bucks, and he's been dropping. Five. But yeah, okay, yeah. Fair. What fair, the fair, fuck fair. are you doing in my clothes? <laughs> you can't say fuck on TV. After, by the way, every other person in the seat has already said fuck. I think Ziggy has said fuck, and Jerome has said fuck. <laughs> yeah, and of yeah. Course, Casey fuck was said a lot of times. Yeah, Casey gets the final fuck, fuck pussy. Yeah. All sorts of things have been said. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So yeah, uh, and Ron, what about you? How do you rate this episode? I give it, uh, I give it uh, five full to the brim shot glasses. Mm, yeah. Oh well. J- All right, now the asshole. Ron always says. What's that? Ron I thought always- I was giving it a nice score, and I uh, oh, oh, now I look yeah. like the jerk. Yeah, you're the asshole. <laughs> four and a half. I am. Well, let's say four, four and a half. Four and a half shot glasses. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll let you go first again. Uh, see, see if you can rectify yourself. Oh, come on. Be a come with guy. Who is the come with guy for this episode? Oh, the come with guy quite literally has to be Ron here. He does, He literally comes in a cup and kind of comes with it and hands it to somebody here. <laughs> yes. um, um, the, the, the one, the one guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, say what you will. You know, Rod has had many worse outcomes. I know he's. I don't think he's ever done anything quite as ridiculous. But at least here, it blows up somebody else's life, not his own. So you know, I'll take that as a step in the right direction. Yeah, that's true. Rod, Rod ends the episode no worse for where from where he started. Yeah, right? he comes out clean. Yeah, <laughs> he uh, he had an orgasm, so maybe he's a slight winner. Actually, <laughs> he jerked off in somebody's. Yeah. yeah, who else had an orgasm at this party? Yeah, what could be so bad? Went to work. You went to work. You jerked off. What could be so bad? Poor Lydia is trying to get some every episode, 
and uh, you know, she gets dumped out of uh, the, the dad's lap very yeah, unceremoniously. She just, yeah, she's been throwing herself around, but uh, yeah, to no avail. Yeah, so even, Ron, at, even at an orgy, she couldn't get laid. Yeah. Ron, an obvious come with guy, but I'm going to give a shout out here to, to Ziggy Chirovsky. Just a, yeah, a fantastic yeah. job by him. Uh, as I said, everything with Roman, everything with Ron, uh, you know, just he, he's fantastic and hilarious. And, and what a renaissance, man. Yes. Yeah, so Ron, do you have a, a come with guy, which is a line we stole from Seinfeld and Kerr? But, you know, just, to, you know, who, who's the most? That's like the, the MVP of the episode. Sure. Oh, MVP of the episode? Uh, I don't know. I thought Lizzie was pretty awesome in it especially in that last yeah scene. yeah she's great yeah 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 i, I love the ditzy laugh she calls him cody <laughs> <laughs> yeah look check check the, one, out the tape <laughs> the one thing the one and only thing i'm not looking forward to about season three party down is no lizzie kaplan but um i'm very excited about uh, that everyone else was able to be there but well, that's uh, a poll we she... took in our listener chat right will will lizzie kaplan show up at all in season three I don't know if, uh, oh, if you well, have any inside information. I, I'm sure we're. Not, I'm sure. I assume we're not going to be breaking any news on this podcast. Yeah. So let's, uh... Ken, blink twice. <laughs> no, I, I, look, I mean, it, it, it was it was a bummer to you know not be able to do the the for sure the third season with her. For yeah, sure. no, but it's it's great that it happened and that everyone else is there. So I'm sure it's going to be awesome. Uh, I, know, I mean, I know, like she she desperately wanted to, and it was you know something that yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, well, she's very, she's doing great, and Fleischman is in trouble. So if that's what was the cost, you know, I say at least it's good. Um, <laughs> but I like that show a lot. So yeah, I love her. I love her all, all of her work. Um, okay, where where are we, Alan? Oh, what? I'm the asshole here. I am. I'm I'm the asshole. I'm the asshole. Oh, I get it. I'm the asshole here, huh? Put your clothes on, Gordon. No one wants to see your penis. No one. Well, why? Maybe I'll win an award for best cock. Uh, who's your fucking asshole? Oh, my fucking assholes, plural, are the homophobic San Francisco 49ers. Oh. So, sorry, Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Philadelphia Eagles. San Francisco 49ers are okay. Yeah, They're passing always... on the obviously best quarterback merely because he was gay. Not yeah. cool. I was all excited to to go outside the box. I thought I was going to stump you with that one. I also wrote down the Bucks and every team in the NFL except the 49ers. You need a quarterback of the future. Um, yeah, I, I, there's no really like asshole within the within the episode itself. Like you know, Matt Walsh is playing uh, an agent who has to represent. I beg to differ. Okay. All right. Let's hear cuts. Yeah. Kyle was an Kyle. asshole to Ron. Yeah. Yeah, Kyle's a little Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like uh, he really made Rod feel terrible. He uh, humiliated him in front of uh, his uh, uh, Ron's best friend. Uh, you know, I mean. Yeah. Uh, and then the Irish exited the party. You're right. Yeah, Kyle's the fucking ass. Kyle. Kyle is the asshole. Yeah. What an ass. Yeah. The and thing about Rod, Rod is that like Rod. <laughs> Rod is Rod is unique as a fucking asshole. Um, in that like he has like multiple lanes to get into f- the fucking asshole. Like he could be a fucking asshole because like he's a jerk and does you know bad things. But there's also the like the the Rod is like the schlemiel who just gets fucked over. It's, you know, he, like Rod's the fucking asshole. The episode he had to like drink his own jizz, you know, for no reason. Um, but um. Yeah, we do. Well, I mean, so we, you know, Cole, Cole could be a fucking asshole in this episode. You know, he comes out well in the end, but like, you know, he cheats on his boyfriend and, you know, causes a whole uh, brouhaha. That's not great. Um, Matt Walsh, you know, are you? He's a fucking asshole at times. But he's doing his job, right? 
he's, he's, certainly, he's certainly not the best dad. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't yeah, really sure. care yes. about his kids. Which one? Yeah, I love you, but fuck you very much, sir. Yeah, <laughs> I would say ESPN. Uh, you know, they're a little bit of assholes for the way they. Cover. Yeah, the, their cover, their coverage of the situation was not respectful to the privacy yes. of Cole and Andre. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> right. The idea that they would just like cut into like live footage from the kids' home is wild. Yeah, but we skip when when Bill tells Lydia that um that he says Rihanna was too young and attractive for him, and then he uh, gives Lydia a look. Kind of an asshole move. It almost works though. Yeah. Um, all right. I would, say my, I would say Ron's semen was an asshole. Well, <laughs> yes, caused all sorts of problems. Uninvited to the party. Yeah. Really, really <laughs> didn't step up. Yeah, it felt yeah not, 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 not enough of it. Yeah. Although that sample, do we know how what props you used to make that? <laughs> what you were holding in your hand there? <laughs> I think it was a watered down yogurt. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm like not. To- I'm not going to eat any yogurt tomorrow morning. I can tell you that. <laughs> Uh, well, don't water it down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. All right, Ab, do, we, do we have any uh, uh, letters from the postman for Ken? Yeah, we got a couple. Got a couple. Yeah. There are there are more about the episode that. Yeah, well, else, we didn't but, we didn't uh, tell people Ken was coming. In. It's a surprise. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's a if, surprise any, if, if anyone has questions listeners. specifically for him, that would be very surprising and strange. Uh, yeah, we never know. Yeah. We have weird, we have weird people that write in. Postman, postman, come here. here Tell the neighborhood right, what a shonda, Larry, uh, uh, Larry uh, David. Okay. Uh, Not only are you a lousy Jew, but you're a lousy human being. He screws the wife of a man in a wheelchair. A shonda. Maybe you should have given me some candy. You're a lousy Jew! All right, first up, we got Jim Crumbly. He said, this one made it clear how much things have and have not changed since the episode aired. While a lot of the closeted and QB storyline could still happen in real life, an edgy progressive comedy like Party Down wouldn't have dealt with it this way. Plus, it seems stupid for Casey to take the role of the fake girlfriend while she's not yet truly famous. Someone would recognize her, especially since there's probably a fair amount of overlap between USC football fans and people who go to comedy clubs in LA. Other than that, it was an okay episode. Three out of five. All right, mm. so you see, now I feel like I gave it a good rating. Yeah, so he says, fuck the assholes, Bill Landry, for leading Liddy on and giving Cole bad advice. Not a great father. Yeah. Uh, with Gal is Casey uh, going all out as the quarterback's dim girlfriend. And finally, we have Zach Brooks, who says, nice to see the Mean Girls reunion on this episode with Damien and Janice. Fun oh, wow. setting for an episode. Getting your balls palpitated does not sound fun. <laughs> I won't be Googling that. <laughs> Pull the palpitated. He Listen, asked pulling, th- pulling, I understand. Palpitating, I don't know what that means. He asked Alex, maybe you could answer this. I don't I don't have enough info. Do you think Cole Andrew was based on Matt Leinart? Well, because he was the USC star quarterback. Oh, okay. That's what he said. Right? You know, oh, okay. Although that was a few oh, years so ago. That was like 2006. Be- that's a few years earlier. Uh, so maybe it's Sam Darnold. Oh, well, that's a few years later. Definitely not okay, Sam. So we yeah, don't. Definitely not Sam Darnold. I mean, yeah, Matt, okay. Matt Leinart was like you know, like such a huge star in, in uh, so much so that he came back to college for another year and ended up screwing over his. I mean, if you remember, he was going to be like the number one pick in the draft, but he was having so much fun as the star quarterback at USC that he decided to go back to college for another year. And then he plummeted, what, to the 10th spot, I think, the next year. Uh-huh. So, right. yeah. He wasn't even gay, had he fell. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, uh, but I used. To, I mean, I back. You have to go back to like 1989. But like, there were rumors about like Troy Aikman that I think Skip Bayless, who was a local guy in Dallas at the time, and and you know, to be fair to Skip Bayless, 1989 was a different time. But but he was sort of involved in this like sort of gay panic homophobia because he implied that Troy Aikman was gay when he like when he was like the young quarterback of the Cowboys. Um, and obviously, 1989 was a much you know worse time to be gay to be outed than than 2010, let alone now. So. Um, right. Yeah. There's even, even like, and now of course, Carl Nassib is, is an out player in the NFL and, you know, a pretty good player, but it's still, yeah, there, there isn't a, a gay starting quarterback and it'd be interesting to see, uh, uh, you know, if, and when there will be, because um, yeah, it would uh, fight sort of a lot of stereotypes, but um, yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, that's our show. Mm. All right. Well, next week we get the uh, the season finale, and for many many years it seemed to be the series finale, uh, Constance Carmel wedding. So that's exciting because uh, we know, at least based on the episode title, uh, no spoilers, but we know that uh, it, it seems as if uh, one of our characters, our favorite characters from season one, will be back. And I think, uh, yeah, I think, I, 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 Lynch. yeah, I think if I recall. Uh, June Diane Raphael returns, and the uh, the the relationship uh, that Ron has with her will uh will uh, be rekindled or or maybe dashed permanently. I don't I don't remember, but I <laughs> something back, something eventful she, will happen. She comes yeah, back, doesn't right. she? Do you know who directed that episode? Episode ten? No, I have I haven't seen I haven't seen it in a couple of years. Like I haven't seen it until uh, next week. Oh, is it I, is it you? Yeah. Wow. Oh, awesome. Oh, awesome. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was a, my first uh, directing gig. Oh, cool. All right. Well, I'll keep that in mind as well when I when I watch that episode, which yeah, I'll probably do uh, tonight or tomorrow. And um, yeah, so we're thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Ken, this was amazing. We had a great time. We're super pumped for season three. If you want to come back on the podcast when season three drops, you know, in February, March, whatever, we'd, be, we'd sure. love to have you. Sure. Um, absolutely. Yeah, that'll be awesome. Yeah, we're so we're so excited for it. I'm sure you guys all are as well. Uh, it'll be great to share it soon. Yeah, I'm excited for it to come out. I think it's going to be really, um, really good. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a fun season. And how many episodes do we have? Six episodes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. Well, thank you so much, thank Ken. Thank you, man. Mm. I appreciate it. Yeah, this has been great. Thanks so much. Do, do, See Avin, you soon, I, do buddy. Avin and I get RDDs today, or you or do we get RDDs? RDDs? But one of you gets an RDD, and the other one gets an RDD. Oh, okay. But don't tell us which is which. <laughs> no, no, never. <laughs> All right, All right, we'll just have to live in doubt for the rest of our lives. Okay.